0: What's up, everybody? Did you ever find it hard to change your mind? Or maybe you get stuck in certain ruts, or maybe you just want to change the way you're thinking. Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to think. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? How's it going? It's going well. Now, answer me this question, Danny. How often do you find yourself thinking? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I would say constantly I don't think I right. ever stop It's hard <laughs> It's hard to stop yeah. To turn it off You know It just Goes and goes People
0: think all the time But yeah. But Many times we don't think about How we're thinking And therein comes The whole Meta So today's episode We're gonna be talking about How to think A mm. Couple quick tips I got three Danny's got three And then at the end of this Hopefully you'll be able to think A little bit better now nice. in life we oftentimes think about situations how to improve our situations why is life suck all of these things so i mean maybe this will reference these and we'll see maybe. my first okay. one though my first one for how to think is i when whenever i'm thinking about doing something especially something scary i always like to <laughs> imagine the best and the worst possible scenarios so like let's say there's this thing that i want to do but I'm not doing it because I'm afraid of a bad outcome. I actually like to write down what would be like the worst case scenario for this type of thing. You know, like if you just become, if you start a business and you can become totally broke, you lose everything. Everybody loses all respect for you. They don't want to deal with you anymore. You're living on the street, all these terrible, terrible things. And then I also like to write down the best case scenario. Well, I mean, your dreams come true. You make all the money you want, all these things. So you can kind of see like, well, chances are it'll probably fall somewhere in the middle of there, but you know, it could, it could be the very best. It could be the very worst. And then I like to look at, well, if the very worst happened, what would I do? And this was actually a very helpful thing for me a while ago, because uh, there was something where I was very, very scared of kind of like betting a hundred percent on myself and just like going all in self-employed, that type of thing. Because the worst case scenario was like, I could lose everything. I could live on the street. People would lose respect for me. I'd be totally dejected. And I was like, how could I recover from that? And I was like, well, I would go live in a homeless shelter. I would spend my days in a library. And I was like, wait, hang on a second. If I get to spend every day in the library, that's like a win. I'm already set. So like, you know, you get to see these things and like most of the times the fears are worse than what it would actually be.
1: No, I like that because I think, you know, our our biggest difficulty usually, especially embedding ourselves in general or just thinking clearly is also the fear that, you know, if it goes wrong, like it'll be way worse and impossible to recover from. But the fact of the matter is, you know, usually you can recover from it. I mean, more often, in fact, history would suggest that we usually recover from it because people survive all kinds of things and are able to pick themselves back up. So I think that's a great one. Yeah. And I like that, too, because it's like visualizing it helps you sort of prep yourself mentally for you know the worst and you're ready for it when it comes but you're also prepped i like that you also prep for the best too because you know i think people don't do that a lot and are overwhelmed when they get success when things go well because they're expecting it not to and then when it goes well it's like oh god now what do i do and so you're planning for that as well you're thinking through that as well which is really helpful i like that it's a good one Go. Mm-hmm. so um my first one is i think um Nietzsche said, like, convictions are prisons." So I think we need to keep learning throughout our lives. I think too often, and and it's probably a result of, like, culture and our school system and all, but, like, people stop as soon as they're out of school, whatever that end mark is. But I think keep learning because you need a healthy curiosity sort of is essential for thinking. You don't want to get stuck in, like, your, you know, dogmatic thinking rigidity because then you're really not thinking clearly. You're just relying on the same set of things over and over again. Rather than sort of developing new skills, new tools to solve problems and to think through issues and
0: difficulties in life. That's a a good one. Because, I mean, if you take a look at the world, oftentimes the most bigoted people are the people who are the least educated. So, (laughs) I mean, it it makes sense. So, like, if you don't want to be like them, then educate yourself. And you don't need to go to a university to get an education. You can just read books. Like, I was watching watching this video about this guy who's a multi-billionaire. And he's like, listen, you do two things, you'll be set. One, work really hard. Two, read a ton of books. He's like, you do those two things, you'll be set in life. Well,
1: and you know what, you know what the other thing is too that people I think forget too when you say keep learning, like you don't need education, right? You don't need school or university. You just need to keep learning new things. It could be, it could be reading, you know, science fiction or fantasy books. It could be, you know, a hobby. It doesn't matter. The point is you're just exposing yourself to new experiences. And you get to see, you know, different types of personal interactions through stories and stuff, whatever. But it helps you think clearly, I think. And and, you know, see the world differently, which is
0: good. And yeah. make and make the new connections. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's new neural connections are important.
0: Mm-hmm. So my next one is try not to impose your thoughts or biases on others. Ooh. And there's many reasons for this. But, I mean, one of, one yeah. of the sayings, it's a rhyme, and if it rhymes, it's got to be true, is that a man is. convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So, like you know, when people are trying to convince you to their way of thinking, we see this all the time in politics, uh, you know, nobody's going to change their mind. So instead of, no. instead of focusing so hard on changing other people's minds about these things and these, these important issues, why not just work on developing your mind to maybe see other people's perspectives as well? Step in their shoes, see what that's like.
1: That's a really good point, though. I like that, too. And that goes, my, I mean, you know, I think, That's what probably, you know, it's literally what the news and politics and all that stuff does all the time. And it's such a it's such an impediment to thinking clearly and to thinking in general, because, you know, other people have their own ideas, their own beliefs. Just trying to force somebody to think the way you think is not going to get you where you want to go. You know, you're not. And
0: oftentimes oftentimes it's crazy issues. It's either like you're either for gun control (laughs) or you like murdering babies. And it's, yeah, like, and it's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't like either of those things. You know, those are so, both yeah. terrible choices. Yeah. yeah, no,
1: and that's the problem, right? It's usually extremes that you're talking about. It's usually people that are unwilling to listen to other reasons anyway, and you you end up making yourself very closed off. You live in that cave forever, right? Um, all right, I like that one too. So my next one is cultivate and exercise imagination. I think we really forget how important, and you've already mentioned this, you know, with your first one, but how important imagination is as a tool for thinking and problem solving. And I think that's one of the difficulties. You know, a lot of us, we get older, we stop using our imagination. We stop, you know, thinking, you know, pretending we stop, you know, using it to envision different things, new things. But it's really the tool, I think, that we use to imagine, you know, what our life could be like, to imagine new situations to solve problems before they happen or to solve problems in unique and and different ways. So I think cultivating that is crucial. And you can do that all different ways, you know, whether it's, I I find like, I think reading can be very useful for cultivating your imagination. You can, you know, um, like you were suggesting, you can write down, you know, what's the worst or the best case scenario. You can imagine yourself in somebody else's shoes and journal or, you know, do something along those lines and try and picture what it would be like. It's just about, you know, trying to clearly and vividly come up with a clear you know idea of what something would be like yeah
0: yeah that was a really important one like i know einstein had some quote about how imagination is super important but i don't remember yeah. the quote right now he definitely but, uh, did that. <laughs> yeah. another thing is like there's that saying that a man without vision will perish and i know from personal experience any times in my life where i haven't had a clear vision for where i was going in my life a direction my life just felt like it sucked. Like I would get into these depressions, feel stuck, all this stuff just because I didn't have a, a clear vision. And that getting that vision is just imagining what your life could be like. And so you yes. were mentioning some ways earlier, like I always like to ask myself, what would I do if there were no limits on money or time or skill or anything like that? Because then that that really like takes down a lot of the barriers that you put there in front of yourself anyways.
1: Yeah, like thought experiments are great for it. They are so fun. And like, even like the negative visualization we talked about before, right? You know, and uh, trying to imagine something bad happening a thousand times. There's so many different ways to use it and it's so helpful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a good one.
0: So, oh, is this
1: my, okay, so my one. Yeah, it is is yours. It is my turn, all right.
0: (laughs) So my last one is uh, recognize self-limiting beliefs. And this is good because most of the times we go through life and we don't even realize we have all these self limiting beliefs. Oh,
1: God, like so for much. instance,
0: if you're not a millionaire right now or a billionaire, why not? You know, there's a belief right there that's stopping you from it because I guarantee there's infinite money in the world. I mean, the money printers have been going birth for yeah. a long time <laughs> yeah. and yeah. somehow it's not coming to you. So there's some type of belief that's in your way from having that. Uh, But there's also all types of other things. Like maybe you don't have the relationship you want. Maybe you're not happy. Maybe all these different things. Oftentimes there's things that we believe are true that are only true because we believe they're true. And so if you can learn to recognize them, you're not going to make them go away, but just recognize them. And then when they come up, you'd be like, oh, there you are again. I know you're just a false belief. So I see you now. And now I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get what I want but yeah, it's a, that's a great one. Oh, dude, that's it's so like, important. That like good takes yeah. you thinking out of the conscious and into the subconscious, because these are the subconscious programs that are running us all the time. Yeah. And then now we get to actually bring that to the conscious and work on what we actually want in life.
1: No, and it's like so important, too, because you're right. I think like literally, you know, every in a in a certain way, and I think we forget this, too. Every belief we have is limiting in some way. It always is, because any belief is a belief about something. You're You're eliminating the other possibilities. Right. So it's it is always limiting. Some are better and some are worse. But I think the biggest one that we, we block ourselves with is not believing that we can do anything. When if other people are doing it, you can totally do it. Even if they're not doing it, you can do it. And I think trying to cultivate that attitude and cultivate that belief, but it's hard. Because, you know most of us i think too even when we're doing something we're good at you know we hit points where we're like i'm a failure i suck i can't do this and it's like well you've been doing it for years why can't you keep doing it like because you had a bad day or a bad week and i think you're right it's a really good one like trying to get rid of those beliefs and and identify them is crucial to being able to sort of think clearly and be whatever you want that goes really nicely too and my last one which is you know embrace the challenges and change in our life because i think these are all opportunities to grow and learn and i think you know In order to think, well, we have to be really focused on adaptation and adaptation skills. We have to be able to move in the world. We have to be able to solve new problems. We have to be able to, you know, essentially adapt to the changing world and the world. Life is changed. I mean, we talked about this before. You know, it's one of the sort of difficulties in life is that things always changing and always moving. And we have to be able to move with it.
0: That's a a great one, uh, because, you know, with things changing so quickly, they're saying now that it's not so important what you learn, but that you learn yeah. how to learn. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that's, like the like the, thing. that's the thinking skill that's going to be helpful because, you know, especially you go get a four year degree or, you know, God forbid, an eight year degree. And then by the time you get it, that it's like all is past, completely yeah. Defunct. Yeah. like you don't you don't use it anymore. So being able to learn new stuff, that's the more important skill. And that's a great one with what you're saying there.
1: And like with that, too, like what you just pointed out is when, like, you know, or if like technology changes and all of a sudden your job is now like better done by machines, you know, you need to figure yourself something out. And if you know how to learn, you'll be way more equipped to do that, you know, and to move forward.
0: Yeah. Like you embrace for instance, the challenge. Just an example to give everybody an example. Like, you know, the uh, smartphones, the iPhone came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. That's like 13 years ago, 14, no, yeah, 14 years ago. Okay. So it's let's some say, years ago. Before then, before then, flip phones were all the rage. So let's say that you went and you decided you wanted to get a doctorate in flip phones and you went to school (laughs) starting in 2007. That Mm. means 2015, they're already on like the iPhone 5 or something. And you're now you now have this amazing degree, super expensive degree on flip phones that nobody uses anymore. However, if you learn the technology, then you can apply that. Yeah. That's a good example, though. I like that. I know. It's It's true. true. You know, bringing it to real life. That's what we do here on this channel. So, guys, that is it for how to think on the Existential Stoic podcast today. This was a quick fix. Guys, uh, check out all of our episodes on the podcasting services, also on YouTube as well. I'm Randy. That's Danny. We'll catch you all later. Have a good one. Later, Danny.
1: Later, Randy.